So, alright guys, we gotta get this one right. On three, we're gonna say welcome back to our extraordinary thoughts, but on their mind. One, two, three. Now, before we get started with this episode, don't forget to hit the subscribe button, like this episode, share this podcast, and if you can, do me a favor, head on down to the review section and leave an honest review because this podcast was dedicated to helping us become a better version of ourselves. And I don't know what that version is, but I know that just like we need a little bit more money, just like we need a little bit more sleep, just like we need a little bit more of anything in life, we deserve to be a little better than what we are right now. What's going on, everybody? It's That Ordinary Podcaster with the extraordinary thoughts that tells you to stop being great and be extraordinary. I'm your host, Demetrius Thigpen, also known as Meech Speaks, and welcome back to another episode of Extraordinary Thoughts for the Ordinary Mind. Um, this is the third take for this episode. Ten minutes have already went by, and it's not that I'm having a hard time doing the episode, to be honest with you. It's not that I don't have a topic. Um... I'm having a hard time figuring out exactly how I'm having a hard time explaining why I've been gone for two months, you know? And as I sit back and I try to like, you know, generate this response or, you know, generate this reason of why I've been gone for the past two months, you know, why did I miss my own anniversary? Why haven't I been showing up? Why haven't I been recording? Why haven't I been practicing self-love? Why haven't I been practicing all the things that I preach? And to be honest with you, I'm going to just keep it 100 with you because all I hear inside of my head is just say what's on your mind. It's say what's on your mind. So, so, so on this Monday morning, if you don't mind me, I'm just going to go ahead and just say what's on my mind. I haven't had the fucking energy. I haven't had the time. I haven't had the mental capacity to fucking do what 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 mean what what I love, what I care about. I haven't had the time for me. Let me rephrase that. I have not made space or time for me. To be honest with you, lately I've been having a hard time just getting out of bed. To be honest with you, be honest with you. I've been having a hard time looking at my own Instagram page. So, so as I sit here, right, as I sit here and I come back to the podcast after two months, as I sit here and I generate this episode, as I sit here and I get started with this episode on this Monday morning, I just really just want to be honest with you as I say what's on my mind and just tell you that I've been gone for two fucking months for no fucking reason other than to just fucking get my shit together. I've been going for two fucking months just trying to figure out exactly where the hell I'm at mentally, spiritually, emotionally. I've been trying to figure me out. I ain't been practicing shit. I ain't been healing from shit. I've been trying to figure out exactly what the hell is going on with me. I've been dealing with fucking depression. I've been dealing with anxiety. I've been dealing with feelings of inadequacy. 
I've been trying to figure out why is it so hard for me to say what's on my mind. I've been battling with me. So if this episode ain't for you, then go ahead and turn it off. Let me rephrase that real quick. If I ain't for you, then go ahead and turn this shit off. Because I ain't got no fucking influencer response for you today. All I got is just me right now on this microphone. So if you still rocking with me on this Monday morning, let's go ahead and get started with this episode. With that being said, good morning, good morning, not good morning Monday, but good morning, everybody, and happy Monday. I, you know, I hope everybody missed me as much as I miss me because, damn, man, like, one thing I will say is, is that it, it does, when you're not doing the things that you love, you tend to, like, lose you along the way. You know what I mean? Let me rephrase that. When, when you stop doing the things that you love, right? The things that bring you joy, the things that fill you up, the things that you essentially recharge from or find, you know, you have peace doing them. You find yourself in this state of just autopilot. Like you're literally meandering through the day. And over time, it seems like as if the days just bleed over. I cannot tell you right now for the past two months what which day was which. It all has bled over for me. And the first episode that I really wanted to talk about, you know what I mean? And just bear with me, like, please bear with me as I get started again, man, because the breaks, it always seemed like it's just so hard to just pick up where you left off. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it's so hard to get back in a rhythm. Like, I feel like this is my first time going back in the gym. Like, I feel like this is my first time getting back on a bike. I feel like this is my first time doing, doing it again, you know? And the topic for today the topic for today is, is saying what's on your mind. Now, one thing about me, and and, and, and I, a lot of people don't know this, like a lot of people don't know this, but I have my insecurities. And, you know, I, I mean, I'm very transparent on air. You know what I mean? Like I, I tend to talk about, I've talked about depression. I've talked about suicide. I talk about my mental health all the time. I talk about my anxiety. I talk about my fear around public spaces, you know, <laughs> But one thing that I don't talk enough about is my trauma response. You know, and before I dive into what my trauma response, I allow somebody to probably guess it. If they know their four trauma responses, I'll let you guess it out real quick. You know, but one thing that I really struggle with, <laughs> I really struggle with speaking up for myself. And I know that may come to a surprise for a lot of people, especially people that have met me. You know what I mean? Like they 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 probably wouldn't guess that I actually struggle with speaking up for myself. But it's like one of my biggest if I could write down something that I did not like about myself, I don't like the fact that I don't speak up. I don't speak up. Now, what I'm not saying is, is that I don't I, I will speak up if something if I see something bad. I will. If I see somebody else hurting somebody else, I have no fucking problem speaking up. If I see somebody else doing wrong to somebody else, I will. I, if I feel like there is a wrong being done, I will speak up. I have no problem with that. I have a problem with speaking up, speaking up when it comes to me. And at first, you know, I used to bury that. I used to bury that. I used to tell people that, you know, or I would, I would essentially, how do I say? I always ran away from it. You know, I always, I worked on it. I. 
I would, you know, be be this person, you know, that would stand up for themselves. But in reality, I really had a hard time with it. It's like one of my biggest struggles. And it, it finally came to a head, right? Like it, it finally came to a head because I would, uh, I, I got a vent. If I'm not venting on the podcast, then I have to find somebody to vent to. And you know me, like I, I, I always vent to people that I trust, like people that I really, I really feel safe with, like emotionally. Those are the people that I vent with, and those people tend to know the real me. Now, before we get started, I really want to just say this real quick: is that for those who don't don't understand what it's like to have somebody that had that 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 can hold emotional space for you these people are real key in your life you know what I mean like they're real key in your life and I say that they're key in your life because this is the only place that you are actually safe at where you don't have to pretend to be anyone but please understand that these people tend to know you a little bit better let me rephrase that these people know you sometimes better than yourself and when I say that they know you better than yourself, I'll give you an example. So I'm venting, I'm venting, I'm in my safe space, venting to my safe person, right? And as I'm venting to this person, I'm telling them about my day. I'm telling them about the situation that I encountered. And as I'm telling them, they're listening, right? You know, and they're, most people that are real good at listening, they ain't going to give you a solution. They, they know that they're there just to, you know, lend an ear. You feel me? They just know that you need to get that shit off your chest. They know that you just need to clear your spirit for a second. So they held that space just for you. They ain't even got to give you a response. They just listening. And as they listening, you know, I'm telling them about the situation and, and I, you know, I'm going back and forth and they giving me responses. And then they ask me like, so what did you say? And I get quiet. I get quiet. And then I, um, I tell them what I said. I tell them what I said. And this is the part that kind of like pisses me off that they know me, they know me way too well, is that when I told them what I said, they looked over at me and said, don't tell me what you thought you said. Tell me what you actually said. And I, and I want to break that part down real quick. I really want to break that part down because a lot of times, like when we tell a story, we the perspective in which we're telling it, like we're telling it from a first person perspective. And because of like probably like the situation, you probably want to paint yourself in a better light. You know what I mean? You don't want to you don't want to pull out your your insecurity, your trauma out like that. Or you probably don't even realize that your insecurity or your trauma has really changed how that story actually played out. So when I told them exactly what I said, they was like, that ain't what you said. In fact, I don't even think that you said anything at all. What did you do? Because I think that's probably what you thought. That was a thought in your head, but that's not what you said. That's not what you vocally expressed. And they were right. They were right. That's not what I said. In fact, that I, I, don't, I didn't say anything. That situation did happen. But I said nothing. I smiled. I shrugged my shoulders. I did everything that wasn't me, but I I thought that I did the best for me at that moment. 
it frustrates me even right now because, you know, it took me a long time to really make peace with the fact that, like, I have a hard time with speaking up for myself. And, and if I'm and I know I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one that, that's probably realized about this stuff. Like if you have a hard time speaking up for yourself, you know it. You know it. You know, you have a hard time speaking up for yourself and you and, and one of the biggest pet peeves that you probably would ever that that really gets under your skin is when somebody tells you that you need to speak up for yourself. When somebody tells you that you need to speak up for yourself, that really gets under your skin because you know that that's not something that you're really accustomed to doing. It's not in you. You could probably speak up for somebody else because of the different perspective. But when it comes down to you, you really have a hard time with putting yourself first and speaking up for yourself. In fact, you would rather ghost somebody than to actually express exactly what's on your mind. You will probably leave the situation before you actually have to say what's on your mind in the situation. You're just hoping that that shit just goes away. And 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 I say that, man. And if I'm striking a chord, man, I, 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 I'm going to be completely honest with you. It's probably because I know what's going on with you because I do it. I do it. What a lot of people don't know. Is, is that one of my trauma responses is fine. And for those who aren't familiar with the trauma responses, you know, you got fight, flight, freeze, and fawn. Now, flight, you know, obviously it, it's always associated with fleeing. Now, like, before I even break down the trauma responses, for those who don't understand, like, what your trauma responses, these are, these are the responses that you have. Like, these are, like, your reactions under stress. Now, these are things that can be trained. You can work toward overcoming your trauma responses, but these usually occur during your childhood. Like something occurred during your childhood or as you were growing up that under stress, this is how you respond. Now, once again, you can work to overcome these things. However, however, deep down, like these are your natural responses. So once again, so when we talk about flight, like this is always going to be Someone that flees a situation like they they want to get out of the situation that's causing them stress like they immediately leave. They probably won't even say anything. They just want to get the fuck out of there. And, you know, and I promise you, I'm going to do an episode fully on the trauma responses. I am going to do an episode on that. But just to give you a quick overview of it, because one of them, you know, we're definitely talking about today. For those who have like the fight trauma response, right, like if the, for those who have the fight trauma response. They obviously are going to fight, you know, and that that may not be a physical altercation. That may be argument. These people don't have a hard time standing up for themselves. The moment that they feel stressed out, they're saying something. The moment that they feel like as if like they're not being treated fairly, they're going to they're going to speak up. Hell, even the person that's that's that has the flight response, you know that you did something bad to them because they got the fuck on. You know what I mean? Freeze. The person that has like the freeze response, it's not necessarily that they freeze up, but it, it seems like as if like they shut down. Like, like, like it seems like as if like they start to just emotionally just shut down. And then you have the fawn, the fawner. And fuck, I hate it. I hate that my response is fawning. You know what I mean? I hate that my my response is funny. I hate it because that's not what I want to do. 
You know what I mean? And when you look into what what fawning is, you 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 get mad at yourself when you look at yourself in a different perspective. And I know somebody right now is saying, Meet, you gotta be gentle with yourself. But to be honest with you, when you realize that your trauma response is fawning, right? Like when you fawn under pressure, you 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 really are gonna get mad. You are you it's okay for you to get mad, to be honest with you. And for those who don't understand, fawning is a trauma response commonly associated with, you know, your upbringing or, you know, commonly associated with with PTSD or complex PTSD. And just like what I mentioned earlier, it's how you it's how you react under stress. Now, for me, I don't know when the fuck I started fawning. You know what I mean? Like I could, I let me rephrase. I actually do. I know when I started fawning. Let me rephrase. God damn it. I swear I apologize because these 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 episodes back are always the hardest. I don't know when I started doing it, but I know why I probably started doing it. And I say I know why and not the when because I know me. I do know me. I just can't go back that far in time, you know? The why is because I can I can read people. Like I I'm a real good read. I have a good read on people. I recognize people's emotional states. I can pick up energy really well. If something's off about you, I can read it. And and I've told somebody one time that I feel like it's a gift and a curse. I feel like it's a gift and a curse in a way that, yeah, I can I can read emotional responses. I can read the room. I can read body language. I can read all of those things. But it's also a curse because based off of how you're feeling, unfortunately has an adverse effect on me too. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm taking in them emotions as well. And the first time that I ever remember how someone felt based off of what I've done, right. Was when I, I think I was like nine or eight. I think I was nine or eight. And I remember, you know, I was coming from out there. Yeah, I was, I was definitely nine because I was in the fourth grade. And I was coming home and we were all in the kitchen. It was me, my mother, and my sister. And my sister, she had um, she had asked me, she said, hey, Demetrius, you know, your birthday's coming up. And at the time, you know, like my mom, my mom was uh, she was unemployed at that time. And obviously, you know, I was a little frustrated with the situation because we were strapped for cash. And I remember her saying that and she's saying like oh well you know like is there anything that you want or want to do and this is my sister asked me she's like is there anything that you want or want to do and I was like why it ain't like we got money to do it and I said it so quick and my mother heard me and I remember seeing my mom cry like I had made my mom cry and I mean like obviously that was a hard time for her but I think I think that was actually the first time when I when I started to fawn. Fuck. Yeah, I think that was it. I think it was because I remember what I said and how it made her feel. And I didn't like that. And throughout the years, like, You know, I'm always I'm always cautious about what I say to people, how I handle situations. And when I was reading this, I was saying to myself, like, you know, 
you know, people that fawn, you know, it's because I they, they do it out of fear of people. I'm not afraid of anybody. I'm not afraid of anybody, but what I'm afraid of is the consequences. And what I mean by that is, is that I'm afraid of what I say and how you are going to react to it. Like, am I going to hurt your feelings? Am I going to make you feel small? Am I going to make you feel worthless? Am I going to make you feel left out? Am I going to make you feel like an emotion that I have felt? And I don't like that emotion, so I don't want you to. So I, I do the best that I can to make sure that everybody's happy. But the problem is, is that when you try to be for everybody, you're usually not there for yourself. Like when you're constantly putting everyone forward, like when you constantly are putting everyone first, you have to realize that you always put yourself second. You don't know how to say no. And and and, and for those who are listening and fawn isn't your trauma response, right? Like if you don't have a hard time with standing up for yourself or speaking your mind, please understand for those who do, we hate when people say, well, you know, why don't you just say no, bitch? That I, I Trust me, I wish I fucking could. That word ain't in my fucking vocabulary. I don't know how to fucking say no when it's when it when it comes to me. You know, it's actually a fucking challenge. So so as I dive into this episode, really what I want people to understand is, is that it's not that we are we're not aware of our trauma responses. We're not aware. It's not that we're not aware that we 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 don't know how to speak up for ourselves or we have a hard time speaking up for ourselves. What I think is, is that what we're not aware of is what it does to us. That's what I feel like we're not aware of. So let's go ahead, get into it. First one, and and I think a lot of people don't understand is, is that, that for those who have a hard time with speaking up for themselves, obviously, you know, our trauma response is probably fawning, but we're also, we're also known as people pleasers. And when you're in the business of pleasing, uh, pleasing people, you ain't in the business of pleasing yourself. And what I mean by that is that you are uh, you you seek the validation of others before you actually seek the validation of yourself. Like before you give yourself a pass, you want to make sure that you get a pass from the people that you were trying to fucking um appease to. Now, whether that was a parent or maybe that's a coworker or maybe that's somebody close to you, how they feel in that situation is more is is more of a priority than how you actually feel. You know? And it's always important for them to validate you vice you actually validating yourself and you tend to fucking you tend to put your own needs to the side and for theirs instead like you want to make sure that they're taken care of before you actually take care of yourself as i move into the second one you for those who fawn everybody's peace let me rephrase not everybody's peace overall peace is above everything else you're always, it's not that you're the neutral party, you're the agreeing party. And when you're the agreeing party, you're agreeing with everybody else, but how you truly feel. And because you do that, you sacrifice your inner peace. Because you do that, you betray how you truly feel. And, and because you want everybody else to be happy, you always seem like you walk away unhappy. 
I say that because I, I've been in situations where I've seen two people disagree on something and I try to be the bigger man when I know that one of the parties is actually fucking wrong. I, I've heard things, or let me rephrase that, I've been in a situation where I, I, I just don't fucking agree with you. And I, I, don't, I don't like how, how you're making me feel. But I'm more worried about your happiness than I am mine. I want you to feel good, but because I want you to feel good, that means that I don't want I don't want to I don't want to feel good. Or let me rephrase that. That means that I can't feel good. So I end up having to force myself into these fucking emotions. Third, and I and I kind of mentioned this earlier, but saying no seems like it, it it's a fucking challenge. And when I say that saying no, like I've said no in many, many occasions. You know what I mean? Like I've I've said no. But when I've said no, I I can assure you that I've apologized afterwards. Unless you outright just did some horrendous shit. You know what I mean? Like unless you outright just did something that just you had no business doing and it just forced me completely out of my my normal trauma response and into my fight response, then then I can assure you I didn't apologize from that. But when it when it comes down to things that just really I don't want to do, I always apologize. I always apologize. If I build up the courage or I build up the fucking emotional reserve to actually say no, I'll probably apologize afterwards. If I can't help you move something, I apologize. If I can't help you with a task, I'll apologize. Because I feel like saying no is such a... I feel like saying no is like a bad thing. You know what I mean? And I say me... And I'm using me as an example because this is something that I struggle with. But I do feel like saying no sometimes is bad. And I really want somebody to hear this. And I don't know who needs to hear this. But saying no when it comes down to you is not fucking bad. It's not. If you don't want to help somebody move something over the fucking weekend, that ain't your, that, that is not your burden to carry. If you don't want to let somebody borrow something from you, that ain't your burden to carry. If you don't want to do somebody's fucking job, that ain't your burden to carry. It ain't. Because I'm going to just be honest with you. You are the one that ends up getting tasked out. You're the one that ends up being tired. You're the one that ends up sacrificing their time. You're the one that ends up feeling like shit afterwards just because you wanted someone else to feel happy. So I'm going to just be honest with you. And I know this is going to be something hard for you to work with because it's something hard for me to work with. But saying no is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. And and, and for those who, who, you know, and I appreciate the ones who, who say, well, you can say no. You know, because they probably recognize the fact that it is hard for us to say this. It is hard for us to say this. Because you're putting us almost in a situation where it feels like if I say no, something might. No, 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 no. By you saying no, you are standing firm on your beliefs. By you saying no, you are choosing to put yourself first. And this is something that you probably don't do on a regular basis. So for once in your life, please put yourself first. You saying no is not a bad thing. It's going to be a challenge for you to build up to it. It's going to be, it's going to seem like it's impossible. You're going to even feel like shit after saying no. But I want you to understand right now that when you say no, 
that is not a bad thing. For those who fawn, for those who fawn, it almost feels like, and and this is like as I go into my next topic, for those who fawn, it it almost feels like as if you're never you. You know what I mean? Like it, it almost feels like you're never you. Like you have to escape your environment in order for you to feel like you. And and for somebody that's listening to that right now, that probably didn't make any sense. But for the one that has a hard time saying no, for the one that has a hard time speaking on and speaking what's on their mind, for the one that has a hard time just standing up for what they believe in, for the one who has a hard time with fawning, it it they know exactly what I'm talking about. You constantly feel fake as fuck. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. Maybe you fawn around a certain individual. So throughout the day, you have the luxury of being you. But when that person comes around, you fake as fuck. Maybe, just maybe, when you do do a certain topic, you fawn. Let me rephrase that. No, 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 no. Maybe in a relationship, you fawn. You know what I mean? You find throughout that relationship and you realize throughout it that you weren't you. Unfortunately for those who probably have to be at a job where they fucking fawn, right? You fawn at work. And and for those who don't understand, it's so exhausting. It's so exhausting to not be you. To go 8 to 10 to 12 hours a day, you're not you. And when you finally get home, that's the only time where you finally get the chance to be you. You spent 12 hours betraying who you truly are, putting yourself second, constantly always saying yes, constantly always saying, you know, hey, I can do it. Hey, this ain't a big deal. Knowing deep down in your heart, it is a big deal. People that find it's not that we don't we don't know how to let me rephrase that. People that find it's not that we don't, we realize what we're doing. And I think that's a, that's one, something that a lot of people don't understand is that people that usually do this, we realize what's going on. We're aware that we have a hard time with saying no. We are, we're aware that we have a hard time with speaking up for ourselves and saying what's on our minds. We're aware. Because when we're fawning, we can actually hear our true self speaking. We can hear us saying absolutely fucking not, but we can't vocalize it. We can hear ourselves saying something completely different in our heads than what we're actually vocalizing. We can hear it. Because when we we, we know that we're fawning because we probably will walk away after a after a big experience and, and start talking to ourselves, going over the situation. We're probably usually upset with ourselves because we know for a fact that that's not what the fuck we wanted to say. And I apologize. Let me rephrase that. I'm not going to apologize on this episode. Please excuse my language. Because it's very frustrating when you spend 12 hours faking who you are for the sake of everyone around you. But the problem is, is that people that fawn are always in second place. No, no. People that fawn are always in third place. Because you're not only, you not only put yourself in second, but they also put you 
in fucking second. They're in first and their egos are also in first. And you, you can't, you're in the backseat of your own fucking vehicle while somebody else drives. And you're not happy with it. You're not. And when you walk away, whether that's from the relationship, whether that's from work, whether that's from a situation, you always feel like as if you betrayed yourself. And it's one of the, it's, it's, it's an ugly thing to face. Because you know that you don't, you don't want to have that conversation that you let yourself down. Because you told yourself this morning that you was finally going to stand up for what you wanted to. You was going to say what was on your mind. You was going to stand up for what you believe in and you, you didn't do it. You didn't do it. For those who, who find, I want you to take these words of advice. Take these words from advice from a fawner. Take these words from a person who, who struggles with speaking up for themselves, who has a hard time with saying, saying no as well. Be patient. Be patient with yourself. Rome wasn't built in a, but Rome wasn't built in a year, but each day they built Rome. Each day they built Rome. Practice makes perfect. You got to practice these conversations. You got to practice saying no. You got to build up to it. You may not say no to the person that you want to say no to on the first try. You may not. But practice it with other things and other people until you start feeling comfortable. Don't even think about what you're about to say. Just fucking say it. Just fucking say it. If people get upset with you because you decided to put yourself first, then those ain't the people for you. And if they get upset with you because you decided to put yourself first after they know how many times you put yourself fucking second, after they know how many times they done fucking used you, them ain't the people that you're supposed to have in your life anyway. And I know you probably ain't heard that this ain't the first time you've heard that. But it needs to be the first time that you said it. This was probably going to be the hardest episode I've ever made because it's the hardest topic that I've ever had to talk about. And I'll get back with you, you know, next time and see where we at with it. And just like that, another extraordinary thought left this ordinary mind. I hope you enjoyed this episode half as much as I enjoyed making it. Stay tuned every Monday as we bring you another episode. And lastly, don't forget to like this podcast, subscribe to this podcast, and share this podcast because this podcast was dedicated to helping you become a better version of yourself. And I don't know who needs to hear that, but just like we need more sleep, just like we need more money, we deserve to be a better version of ourselves. Stay hungry. Stay motivated. I'm out.